welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. Yeah. The greatest principle of soul winning. Close your eyes and lift up your right hand. Let's pray. Father, we give you praise. We thank you, Lord, for what you have done for us. We thank you for a new beginning you have opened unto us. Lord, as we sit under your word, I pray that your word will bring life to us. It will bring illumination and understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. So the greatest principle in soul winning. The greatest principle in soul winning. We have overlooked this principle over a long time. And therefore the church has been filled with people who are afraid to evangelize. As long as we neglect this principle, we will not be able to do evangelism and even do it well. And the question I want to ask you is, can a quiet, a gentle, a reserved Christian become a great evangelist? Or a soul winner? Can a Christian who is quiet, who is reserved, a timid Christian become an effective soul winner? Is it possible for an average Christian to become a soul winner? The answer is yes. It's very possible and it happens. And everybody who is born again can become a powerful and, and, and effective soul winner. We have not given attention to this principle. So when we call for evangelism, we are not quick to come. But when you call for a time of deliverance, we will be here. When we call for a time for empowerment for wealth, we will be here. When you call for a time of 24 miracle for your miracle marriage, we will be here. Because we have sidelined this greatest principle towards soul winning. This oversight has turned many Christians into very comfortable Christians who do not care for their neighbors. Who do not care whether others who are passing them by. Can you project the poem for me again? I want us to look at the poem again. Maybe you didn't get it when the MC was reading it to you. It's a very powerful poem. I met a soul today by Nihail. They are going too fast. By Nahe Paulet. So move with me. A lonely soul was crying out for someone to direct their mind to know the will of God. But I chose to deflect. An edgy soul was acting out intimidating and coarse. Yet they were searching for the truth. I, I, I recoiled with too little remorse. A hopeful soul was reaching out and attended our worship service, but I was busy. Too much to do to connect, plus I was nervous. 
because we neglect the greatest principle of soul winning. A hurting soul in a in time of loss crossed my path today. I felt so bad that he was grieved, but still I hurried on my way. A lost soul was needing Christ. She was destined for eternity. I was busy, nervous, no zeal for her guests. I, I was too caught up. Guess I was too caught up in me. The next day that I come upon Lord, Lord, may I try with zeal to share your grace and teach your word and your matchless love revealed. Hallelujah. So you see, a lot of us are passing by people who are destined for eternity, who are destined for eternal life because we are nervous, we are afraid, we don't know what we should do, we don't know what we should say because we have neglected the greatest principle. This is the greatest principle. In order to be an effective soul winner, you must learn to work with the Holy Spirit. You cannot be a soul winner without the help of the Holy Spirit. In fact, the Holy Spirit is the soul winner. The Holy Spirit is the reaper. So you cannot by yourself win souls. So in Acts chapter 1 verse 5, Jesus admonished his people to wait, to tarry. And then after that, John, he said, John truly baptized you with water. But he, ye, ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days from now. So he told them to tarry. Because you cannot go and win the souls alone. And then in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, he said, ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you and ye shall become. So you cannot be a witness without the power of the Holy Spirit. Without cooperating with the Holy Spirit. Without allowing the Holy Spirit to influence and to use you to reach out to the lost. In your own power, you cannot reach out. In your own capacity, you cannot reach out. It is the Spirit of the Lord that works with us, through us, to reach out to the lost. Can I hear a big amen? In Acts chapter 4 verse 31, Acts chapter 4 verse 31, the Bible said, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spoke the word of God. How? Boldly. They spoke the word of God boldly. Because without that Holy Spirit. Without the energy of the Holy Spirit. Without the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Look, you cannot witness. And as long as we sideline the Holy Spirit. We will be Christians who don't reach out to the lost. We are Christians. We are believers. We are children of God. We are sons of God. Can you go down a bit for me? We are daughters of God. We have the portion of the Lord. We must be confident and bold and without guilt to share the gospel. 
one of the hindrances to reaching out to the lost is the sense of guilt on the believer. If you don't know that you are redeemed and you allow the sense of guilt to capture you, you cannot relay the information of Christ. You cannot relay the gospel to the next person. And I pray that you will overcome that state of guilt so that in boldness by the influence of the spirit you can also share your story in Christ Jesus. Can I hear a big amen? The Holy Spirit is the harvester of the souls. In Acts chapter 2 verse 14 and verse 41. So in the verse 14 after the Holy Ghost had come upon the church and baptized them and they began to speak with other tongues and they were filled with the Holy Spirit this man called Peter who was so timid and ran away and denied his stand before a little girl when the little girl said you you are about to say no Peter was so timid they ran away to hide in caves this same Peter this same Peter after the Holy Spirit had come upon him, the Bible said he stood up and he preached. And that day, in the verse 41, 3,000 people were added to the church. You can be a powerful soul winner. I said you can be a powerful soul winner. I said you can be a powerful soul winner in the name of Jesus. I don't know how timid you are, but if you allow the Holy Spirit to use you he will use you for his own glory. You'll be shocked, you'll be amazed that your words that you think that, it's not about quoting scripture. It's not about quoting scripture. It's about sharing the reality that Christ has done for you. The Bible says, and the word became flesh. The word became our reality. So when you share the gospel, you can share it by sharing about your experiences you have received in Christ Jesus. How you went through tough time and when you thought you were giving up, somewhere, somehow, the Lord gave you strength and you pushed through all these testimonies. When you allow the Holy Spirit to use you, you can reap a lot of souls to the kingdom. I thought you are giving God a clap offering. The Holy Spirit can turn you into an effective soul winner. Most of our soul winning attempts have been without the help of the Holy Spirit. So when we say, come for soul winning, then you'll be thinking, what am I going to say? Hey, me, what am I going to say if I meet the person? Hey, when I, sorry. When I get there and uh, the man asks me a lot of questions, what am I going to say? No, I'm going to show you something. By the help of the Holy Spirit, even talking about football match, God can use it to win a soul. By the leadings of the Holy Spirit, even talking about the dress the person is wearing can be used to win a soul. By the leadings of the Holy Spirit, even talking about what type of work the person... You see, you have to allow the Holy Spirit to teach you, to lead you, and to influence you. And today, I see somebody becoming a great soul winner in the name of Jesus. When... You know, there's a song we sing. We have no power of our own. We have no power of our own. We depend on you, Holy Spirit. You see, the Christian can do nothing without the Spirit of the Lord. Without the Spirit that resurrected Christ from the dead. We will be nothing. 
The church of Christ began when Christ was resurrected by the power of the Holy Ghost. We depend on you. The Holy Ghost, the power of the Holy Ghost is our cocaine. Without the Holy Ghost, you can't do anything. And I'm praying that you will not look at yourself and condemn yourself. You will not look at yourself as somebody who cannot be used by the Holy Spirit. But you will see yourself as a candidate of the Holy Spirit who wants to use you to reach out to someone. Yeah, God can use you at the workplace. God can use you in school. God can use you at your shop. A client can come to buy something and the Holy Spirit will minister to you for you to just speak to the person and bless the person with words that can never be bought with money. You are a vessel of the Holy Spirit. I say you are a vessel of the Holy Spirit that he wants to use to reach out to someone. I'm not saying go and do crusades. I'm not preaching about crusades. I'm preaching about personal evangelism. I'm preaching about you becoming a personal evangelist. And that is the most effective in the course of the month. I'm going to teach you the benefit, the blessings of personal evangelism. Yes. And that is what actually brought most of us here. Most of us were not saved in crusades. No. Most of us, somebody talked to us. Somebody led us to Christ. Somebody nurtured us. And that is what I'm talking about. One-on-one evangelism. Reaching out to someone who is heartbroken. Sometimes it's not even talking about for God so loved the world. It's about a friend coming to you whose heart has been broken by a boyfriend or a girlfriend. And in your counseling to the person, you reflect the wisdom of God. And then at the end of the day, you ask you, like the people ask Peter, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then you say, oh, I recommend to you Jesus. I recommend to you that come back to the Lord. Find a Bible-believing church. If you don't have a church, I can take you to my church. And you lead the person to Christ. We have to go back. And you can't go back without relying on the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, it is the Holy Spirit that does the conviction of the soul. It's not us. We cannot convict anybody. Nobody has the power to convict anybody of his sin. John chapter 16 verse 8. John chapter 16 verse 8. He said, and when he is come, who? The Holy Spirit. He will reprove the world of sin. Give me the GNT. And when he comes, he will prove to the people of the world that they are wrong about sin. And that is the meaning of conviction. It's the Holy Spirit that will let you be, be... be, be so remorseful about your action. It's the Holy Spirit that convicts the heart of the sinner through the words we are speaking. So allow the Holy Ghost to work. You cannot change anyone. If you have that mentality, then you will know that you have to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. And the business of the Holy Spirit on earth is to advance the kingdom of God. He will joyfully use you who wants to reach out to the Lord? And I pray for you that at least in the month of June, at the end of June at least, for the first time, your account in heaven will be credited with some souls. I thought you would say a big amen. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ found it necessary to even work with the Holy Spirit. We didn't hear of any miracle from Jesus. 
We didn't hear of Jesus preaching to anyone until he was baptized and the heavens opened and the spirit of the Lord came upon him like that of a dove and the voice came and said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Even after that, he was led by the Holy Ghost into the wilderness in Matthew chapter 4. He went there by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Jesus never separated his ministry from the Holy Spirit. And you cannot, we cannot do anything without the help, without the power of the Holy Spirit. And we can do everything with the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray for you that from today, you will see yourself as a vessel that God is using, God is looking to use to bless others by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, let's look at two examples of soul winning activity by the Lord Jesus Christ in the Bible. The first one we'll look at is the woman at the well. Say the woman at the well. Say the woman at the well. Are you being blessed? Yeah, the woman, John chapter 4 verse 1 to 26. It's so long, but uh, I don't know how to interject. But So let's, because of time, so let me just wrap it up because of time. So, John chapter 4 verse 1 to 26, Jesus meets a woman at the well and he asks the woman, that's a Samaritan woman, he asks the woman, Jack, can I get water to drink? And the woman said, ah, how? I am a, you are a Jew, I'm a Samaritan. We don't, we don't have any relation. And, and then the woman said, ah, if you know who is standing, and Jesus said, if you know who is standing here, if you know the gift of God standing before you, asking for the water you he said ah, but uh, you don't uh, uh, and 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 that if 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 it, if i give you water you will not test again then the woman said ah, you don't have anything to draw water from they said no if the water i give to you it will spring up it in in you so jesus began to walk the the lady through a path so jesus went out the bible said in the verse 3 or so that Jesus had to pass through Samaria. So there was a time for that woman to encounter the Lord. But look at the approach of Jesus. It's so different with all of them. It's not the same. When he met Peter and Co, they were working. He said, follow me. But when he met this woman, he had to chat. Sometimes you meet the soul and you see the person in Chelsea. Chelsea's Jesse. Hey, Chalemon, I'm going you are not in city, but you say, Moshe, just for the conversation to start. So Jesus was like, can I get a glass of water? Uh-huh. Jesus didn't go the ordinary way. Are you born again? Where will you go when you die? Are you going to heaven? No, Jesus just said, can I get a cup of water? Are you here? Yes. Can I get a cup of water? It's very fine. It's very fine. I mean, the last time, just this Saturday, we went for evangelism. And whilst we were talking to the lady, a woman was selling share butter. When, when they came, they wanted to end our evangelism because they want the woman to do their hair. Then I intentionally said, Oh, Charlie, share butter, I'll be interested though. I have a pharmacy, so I can buy a lot. So let me see. And I took a picture. In, it has fragrance. You know, that is, and before we realize, 
before they realized, we still had time to finish with our soul. And the soul insisted, we should call her, we should call her, we should call her. Because she was so blessed to receive us into her shop. Sometimes evangelism is not you, it's the Holy Spirit. Not sometimes, all the time. And you must be sensitive to what you say. And that will only come by the help of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus met the woman. He said, can I get a cup of water? And the woman began to say a lot of things. But Jesus insisted, can I get a cup of water? And Jesus gradually began to move her mind into the main reason why he was encountering her. Jesus so, if Jesus has started the conversation from the last statement he made and not from the first statement, he would have missed winning that soul. He would have missed winning that soul. We must be very sensitive. Somebody has gotten broken heart. You don't just go that for the Lord, for God so loved the world that, Charlie, you have to, you have to talk to people from where they are and not from where you are. So when God wanted to reach out to us in Philippians chapter 2 verse 3 going you see that Jesus, God himself had to turn himself into a man in order to come and communicate with us. He took upon himself a form of a man. He took upon himself the form of a servant so that he can come and minister to us as human beings. So when you go out you need the power of the Holy Spirit the leadings of the Holy Spirit, and he will be there to help you. I said he will be there to help you. I said he will be there to help you. It is impossible to have an effective evangelism so winning without the help of the Holy Spirit. The Samaritan woman, I mean, she came out with a lot of questions, arguments, but Jesus focused on his purpose. He didn't engage in argument. Don't go and engage. You are not there to argue. You go and meet this common sense movement people. Don't waste your time. Focus on what you are sharing. Just share the gospel. Share the gospel. The woman wanted to direct the conversation, but Jesus maintained the conversation. He was taking her somewhere. He used her questions to advance the communication and never wasted his time answering her directly. The next example of soul winning we see with Jesus, I pray that the Holy Spirit will use you to bring many souls to the kingdom of God. I thought you would say a bigger amen. Now Jesus encounters a man we all know as Nicodemus. Say Nicodemus. I can't hear you. Say Nicodemus. In John chapter 3 verse 1 to 3. In John chapter 3 verse 1 to 3. You see, and this approach was so different from the woman, from the encounter Jesus had with um, the woman at the well. This approach was so, so different. So, so different. So, you see, let's read. So, you see that in the woman's case, it was up to the verse 26 before Jesus advanced strongly and pushed her into the reality why he was talking to her. But in this one, in the first three verses, so the Bible said there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus a ruler of the Jews the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him Rabbi we know that thou art teacher 
thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Verse 3, look at it. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man is born again, he cannot enter, see the kingdom of God. Jesus didn't go like, hey, Brad, Nico, <laughs> you've come around. How is your family? I hope everything is fine. As I've, I've seen your building project. How is it going? How is the school of the Pharisees? No, 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 no. You see, the Holy Spirit needed time to work on the woman at the well. You have to give the Holy Spirit a room to work in his office when it comes to soul winning. It's not mechanical. It's not by force. It's not by strength. Some people, the woman at the well might not have had any spiritual engagement for long. She was in the traditions of her fathers. Because the well she was taken from was the well of Jacob. An inheritance that Jacob received from his father. So she was positioned in the traditions of his fathers. And said, even I am a Samaritan, you, you are Jew, we don't have any connection. So in soul winning, it doesn't matter the religious barrier. When the Holy Spirit is involved, when the Holy Spirit is involved, there is no unsurmountable barrier. So this Nicodemus was a Pharisee. He knew the scriptures back to back. Pharisees knew scriptures back to back. And for him to move in the night, it means that something was worrying him. The Holy Ghost has already started working on him because all that he knew, when he compares it with what Jesus was preaching and what God was doing with Jesus, something began to trouble his theology. So he moved in the night because a Pharisee going to see a man who has not come to the school of the Pharisee to ask him questions about scriptures is shameful. So he has to move in the night. Bibi Hanon. He was worried. The Holy Spirit had already prepared his heart. So when Jesus met him, after he asked that question, Jesus knew by the inspiration of the Spirit, I'm praying for you this morning that you will see yourself as a soul winner because the Holy Spirit is going to begin to work with you in the name of Jesus. Yeah. So Jesus just threw the thing on him. Boom. You must be born again. You don't use the same skill on the woman at the well. Now, I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you a question. How many people in our generation have ever knocked at your door? Janice, Janice, I want you to help me know the Lord Jesus Christ. Like Nicodemus. A few. In your whole life, you meet only one or two. So a lot of the sinners who don't know the Lord, okay, they are not in the category of Nicodemus. They are, the, the Nicodemus are normally those who have stayed in church for a long time. They have roamed in churches to churches and have not had an encounter with the Lord. So they, when you meet them, by the leading of the spirit, you can go straight. You need to be born again. There are a few of them you meet. But most of the people you encounter 
in your lifetime are in the category of the Samaritan woman. They are in the category of the Samaritan woman. I remember a soul that the Lord used me to win. I was at work so many years ago. Let's say 208 is, is how many years? Let's say 13 years. So I went to work early and this guy was a raster man living a normal Ghanaian average life. I didn't know whether he had been in church before. I don't, I don't even know. But when he came to work, as he was climbing the stairs, I was moving from one office to the other and he fell down. I was even scared that he would fall down the stairs. He just fell. Then he called me, Mr. Nyaku, help me. So I helped him up and took him to the office. And he said, what happened? He said, when I saw you, a light, bright light, shine on me. And now I don't know what to do. What, what should I do? Is there something wrong with me? I said, probably. Because if nothing's wrong with you, you shouldn't be falling when you see me. God is saying something. Then I said, are you born again? Straight up. Because when such encounters are rare, like Paul saw on the way to Damascus, when the, the people hit that, they don't have anything to say than to say, what, what would you want me to do for you? So I said, oh, you have to be born again. He said, but the hustle is hard. I have, have deferred school almost three times. If I defer again, I, I will lose the, the, the course. I need school fees. And I said, okay, that's fine. So I called some of you. I called a few so many years ago. A few. Then we put together money. And then we paid his fees in the university. The next day. So the next day. When he came and I told him that, oh, this is what I'm trying to do. But by the time he was even coming, he has taken off the dreadlocks. Up to today, the man did not go back into the world. He is a pastor, he is married, he works with the bank, and he has two children. So there are many, if I want to share, there are so many, many serious encounters. Sometimes people can just look at your life for a long time and then they decide to change. There are many ways. Don't be too much full of yourself. Allow the Holy Spirit to use you to reach out. A little testimony. A little testimony. How you used to be addicted to pornography and then somewhere, somehow you stopped. How you used to drink and somewhere, somehow the Lord delivered you. Yes. If God delivers you from drinking, you must thank God. Last week, somebody died because he had been drinking for a long time and he had liver cancer and he died. Yes. So all those things are very great testimony. How you, you, you use not to care about the state of your soul. And one day as you listen to the word, the Lord touched you. I pray that from today, you will cooperate with the Holy Spirit. And may he use you mightily. May he use you mightily to reach out to the lost. Rise up on your feet and give the Lord a clap offering. I want you to talk to God. Talk to him in one minute. The Holy Spirit, here am I. Use me for your glory. Use me in your own way. Lift your two hands and talk to God. May I not pass by a hopeless soul. May I not reject the souls around me. For they, are, they, are, they have their positions already cut out in heaven. May I reach out to the lost. May I become a channel of blessing.
May I become a, 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 a connect, a connect leading people to Christ. Jesus did it for us and may we do it for others. May the wisdom of the Holy Spirit be released upon us. May the strength of the Holy Spirit be released upon us. May the willpower of the Holy Spirit, may we submit our will under the superior will of the Lord. May the Lord use your voice. May the Lord use your words. May the Lord use you to reach out to the lost. In the name of Jesus Christ, we are prayed with all thanksgiving. Father, I pray that you touch us. That we will see that it's not the work of man, but it's the work of God. That we will see that we are nothing without the power of the Holy Ghost. I pray that as we go out, may the power of the Holy Ghost arrest the souls. As we work at our various workplaces, may the aura of Christ around us begin to influence the hearts of men. May the aroma of Christ fill this church and fill our homes and fill the world in the name of Jesus as we partner with the Holy Spirit to work the fields of souls. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed with all thanksgiving. And everybody shall shout a big amen. Oh, shout an amen. I didn't say say an amen. I say shout an amen. The message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.